Begin transmission. HQ, this is Traveler 3, sending my first report from the new planet, Region Alpha. I have not made any contact with other travelers from other regions. This message will be short, as I am still acquainting myself with the beings, their history, and their customs. It appears many of the visions we captured through signals escaping the planet were only visions and not intended advancements. Many of these beings have personal transportation, but none leave the surface. Some transmissions we have received appear not to be true, such as the great attack from another world, which was neither a war, an attack, or even an event that ever took place. My observations show an interesting culture where ridicule, mockery, and disregard is common between all beings. They refer to their chosen leader as a snack food, and their leader mocks them in return. These beings appear to want other beings to accept their ideas, but daily put tremendous effort into making others upset. They have created numerous means to communicate their dissatisfaction to other beings. If we are to interact with this planet in the future, we will require our best diplomats. This concludes my first report. I will keep observing this planet and the inhabitants of, in the region. I do not expect to make contact with the other travelers for some time. My first priority is to continue observing and seek out one who can help me better understand. I will continue to send regular reports as I learn new useful information. End transmission. Hi, everybody. So I wanted to take a moment to talk about Liberty Dad. I also happen to call him a lightweight, okay? And I have said that, so I would like to take that back. He's really not that much of a lightweight. It is not enough to talk about liberty. One must believe in it. It is not enough to believe in liberty. One must work at it. It is not enough to work at liberty. One must convince others otherwise. Reimagining how we do politics. Welcome to Liberty Dad. Welcome everyone to the first episode of Liberty Dad. Wow, this show was almost two years in the making, but here we are, finally. Before I introduce this week's topic, I would like to give an honorable shout out to the many people who helped me get here. This idea, this show, has been discussed with friends in real estate circles, liberty circles, web development circles, peers at work, personal mentors, and family. Anyone I could pin down for five, okay, maybe 20 minutes to listen to me. The feedback and encouragement was amazing. People followed up through Facebook Messenger, they texted me, and even followed up at various events that we attended together. Some even assisted in various technical matters. It's kind of intimidating, really. Like, holy wow, I better deliver. Well, you be the judge. If you're curious as to why it took so long, that answer is a bit of a celebratory one. To get just this first episode was to overcome a plethora of obstacles along the way. The most challenging was the roller coaster of confidence. Despite overwhelming support, I simply kept doubting whether I could live up to the idea I had in my head. And every setback, big and small, went toward that doubt. Eventually, it was simply time to put rubber to the road, and I started writing. Writing what I wanted to talk about, developing a show format, catchphrases, thinking about topics, and every little thing that you can imagine. Then it came time to record. Honestly, I had no idea 
how much I would dislike the sound of my own voice. Being a loquacious blowhard over many years, one might mistakenly think that it would be the most beautiful sound to my ears. Three microphones later, tens of hours of recording and deleting, and many hours of research later, I finally got to a point where I felt the sound was decent enough not to be embarrassing. And that, friends, is the short version of what went into producing this podcast. Once again, to all those who expressed any level of support, I want to thank you very much. I cannot express how grateful I am. So, this is episode one, The Pilot. And since it's the first episode, I'm going to discuss the driving force behind Liberty Dad and what I hope to achieve and what you can expect in future shows. But before that, let's take a moment for a quick story and then a sponsor break. Many years ago, I was having a conversation with another guy. Strangely, this seems to be the only memory I have of this fellow. So it must have been a very short-lived friendship. He said something that really struck me. And more than 20 years later, I vividly remember his sage advice. I've even used this advice on more than one occasion and in different applications. We were discussing girlfriends and how sometimes you find one you really like and other times, eh, well, one you wish you hadn't discovered. Our discussion centered on how breakups were often dramatic, how they frequently looked like little mini divorces with each person behaving as if the other was the most perfidious person they had ever met. It was at this point he said something quite profound. He told me, imagine I had a girlfriend who I had just discovered cheating on me. Now many guys, he said, would be inclined to call her some concatenation of potentially deserving but vile names or maybe even spread the word to others of her terrible deeds. What inevitably happens, he said, is that she lashes out in anger. She might dredge up all the times you failed and then embellish them as if they were equal violations. She also might respond in kind with all sorts of epithets, maybe even a dig at your manhood. Both of you walk away angry and any self-reflection is buried under a malodorous heap of ill feelings, anger, and vitriol. He then offered a counter-response, that I would be better off telling a girl in such a situation that I really enjoyed my time with her, that it was very unfortunate that she chose to be unfaithful, and that while I would certainly miss the enjoyable times, parting ways was inevitable given the current place we were in. His point was a mixture of taking the high ground and I think somewhat a devious plot to impose some future reflection of guilt. When you part ways, your actions play a role in later thoughts. If you were a jerk, you will be remembered as a jerk. Your actions may be used to justify their behavior. A cheating girlfriend may tell herself, good riddance, I'm not sorry. (laughs) He was a jerk anyway. By going about the breakup this way, He told me you open the door for her to feel like she really lost something worth having. You'll also make justifying her actions that much harder and reflecting on her own misdeeds that much easier. Ultimately, our actions today carry on into tomorrow. Thanks again for listening in on the inaugural episode of Liberty Dad. I'm really excited to be doing this and I really look forward to the many ideas I have for future episodes. Let's dive right into it. What's this Liberty Dad idea all about? Well, as you probably guessed, 
Liberty Reflects Politics, but more specifically, the message of liberty. And dad reflects me having become a new dad 10 months now and the motivation to improve my own delivery. But to really tell you about the origins of Liberty Dad, we need to go back, way back. Okay, that's probably a little too far back. Let's scroll forward just a few more years. Ah, now this looks right. Communicating ideas, specifically social and political ideas, began when I was still in high school. Around age 17, I would spend every week reading the USA Today and then telling my mother about my various opinions on all the articles that I had read. Then, I decided to jump on my Tandy 1000, and I'm really dating myself here, and started writing. I constructed a newsletter called Reality News, and afterward, I would print various copies and take them to school. I would like to say that it was a hit, but it wasn't. It did draw attention, though. In between classes, when visiting my locker, I would find post-it notes about my newsletter. Most were usually a quote from some famous person, and most of these quotes, they weren't really in my favor. I had even heard at least one of my newsletters was discussed in the creative writing class. Given other feedback, I imagine it really wasn't that pretty. Here is the thing. At the time, I was very much an evangelical Republican. I don't say that in disdain. Rather, it's to say this. My youthful, combative, I'm clearly right attitude mixed with my political views draped in evangelical beliefs and a side of republicanism just didn't sit well with my peers, or at least the ones that were willing to speak up. Later, after graduating, I found myself working with teens through the church. What had bothered me was often the way churches went about spreading their message. I felt it was distant, unyielding, and delivered in a way that seemed very practical to the speaker, but lofty to the individual. In the vernacular of me at the time, <clears throat> they weren't being real. And let me tell you, I challenged almost everyone with every ounce of my being, from the way that I dressed to the ideas that I entertained. Now, if you have met me, imagine a version that has hair, but it's bleached, or green, or some other color. Add liberty spikes, or some other wild style, and a septum piercing. Top it off with jeans, a chain wallet, a snarky t-shirt, and some airwalks. Oh yeah. These days, I've went full adult. Slacks, a button-up shirt, and a sport coat. And I'm also bald. Probably from all the things that I did with my hair. But who really knows? And here I am, the youth director. Now, keep in mind, this is in the small town of Richmond, Indiana. A city of about 40,000 people at the time. Not only was my appearance challenging to some members, but so were my ideas. From setting up a paintball range inside the church to hosting a Christian nightclub, another day in paradise as it was called, to pretending I was Gallagher, also inside the church, which was not one of my better ideas. I constantly pushed the limit. And teachings? Yep. Heretic there too. I joined the men's group at one church. In those days, men's groups were one of two things. A group that met for breakfast or lunch once a week, or a group that met to talk about every man's struggle, pornography. 
We'd meet once a week, and I swear, every single time I spoke, the man leading the meeting, who was a good man, he would chime right in, and he would say something like, let me offer some context, or some other phrase to indicate his intent to clarify the message delivered with whatever thing I had just said. I tell you these things because they lay the foundation for who I am today. I have always been one to disregard the status quo and march to the drum of my own beat. But it wasn't for the sake of doing so, well, at least not usually. And that's what this podcast is all about, reimagining how we do political conversations and using this platform to see it through. You see, desultory communication, it leaves us in an unproductive free-for-all. And that is a problem everywhere, and it's not limited to any political affiliation. Thinking about my own history communicating ideas, whether it was reality news or my in-your-face real talk as a youth director or the probably 10,000 hours I've spent online debating countless topics, I realized my approach was the problem. I was simply waiting my turn to tell that other person that one bit of knowledge I thought they were missing that would finally convince them. But then I realized it's really not just me. It's all around me. And so I said, somebody has to do something different. And thus, my journey began. Now, few people realize this, but I started attending Toastmasters approximately two years ago with my motivation to become someone who does something different. That's right, folks. I joined Toastmasters just for the sole purpose of learning how to better deliver my message so that I could help others deliver the message better. Rather than just sit on the sidelines and complain and armchair quarterback, I chose to quite literally be the change I wanted to see. Whew, that's a lot. But it's really a great summary of how I got here. As this experiment goes on and you listen, we'll unpack more of this history that brought me here. Now, back to Liberty Dad. As a new father, I recognize my son, he doesn't know anything yet. And I will play a large role in his journey from baby to boy to man. As he grows, I'll teach him about the principles of liberty. He'll learn about the non-aggression principle, property rights, and freedom of association, what I consider to be the pillars of liberty. But one day, he's going to hear a different message. That message may come in a vociferous package bringing lots of guilt. It may come in a beautifully wrapped package, making it sound very appealing. But no matter how it comes, it will come. The question is, how do I want him to respond? I want two things. One, that he evaluate any idea on its merit and history. And then two, no matter how different the idea from what I taught him, no matter how intriguing, how enticing, that dad's perspective is always welcome. More importantly, courted. And that is the essence of Liberty Dad. A constant evaluation of my delivery of the Liberty message today with the sole purpose of laying a foundation for tomorrow's conversation. Liberty represents the message and dad represents the delivery. What about some expectations? Let's talk about that. I listen to this episode, assuming you're even still listening. Hello? You still there? Okay, good. First and foremost, this will be a family-friendly podcast. And no, I am not a Puritan, as one person flippantly called me just recently. My Spotify playlist alone is enough to dispel any notion of being a Puritan. And if you ever get an invite 
to come over for cigars and whiskey, you'll definitely see that I enjoy a good old-fashioned boisterous time. I happen to have a goal for this podcast and a vision for what I want it known for. It's not a facade. I'm quite open about when and how I express myself. The goal is to reimagine how we do politics, become the change I will want to see, to offer fellow libertarians something refreshing, but also non-libertarians too. Does that mean this podcast is all about being Mr. Nice Guy, never getting upset, calling someone out, or setting the record straight? Absolutely not. All about thinking how my interaction impacts someone tomorrow. Now, recall from the story you heard a little bit ago about a friend from many years ago and his advice for that cheating girl. The response wasn't really about being nice at all. Being nice was merely a vehicle to drive a future outcome. Let me repeat that one more time. Being nice was merely a vehicle to drive a future outcome. The story was about increasing the chances a cheating girlfriend would feel guilty later and then consider the breakup a real loss. But it's not about weaponizing niceties either. It's about spending a little time thinking about what it is you're trying to achieve in the first place and altering your actions accordingly. I do believe there is a time and a place to tell people to go kick rocks and a time and a place for calling people out on their nonsense. Let me give you a few examples from actual interactions with people on social media. In one disagreement, after a few exchanges, a fellow retorted, How are libertarians not mainstream with solid logical thinkers like you? Now, up until this point, we had simply disagreed on the topic at hand. So I responded back, Well, I suspect it's attempts at clever quips and garbles over meaningful discourse. In another disagreement, I felt the person was going overboard in their anger and refusing to have a civil conversation. Okay, no big deal, that happens. But then it came down to a very foul, well, I'm quitting and you'll be sorry attitude. Now, I am very firm that everyone is replaceable, and such an attitude can only be met with showing them the door. So I said, don't let the door hit you. And after a few more exchanges, I reiterated with, have a nice evening and be mindful of the door. And with my last example, there was a brouhaha over an event held by the Libertarian Party of Florida. Now, one person was looking outside in and was being especially critical. Actually, there were several. But during my exchange with this one person, she stated, I am a managing director of a growing multi-million dollar company and some subsidiaries. I can assure you that I have considered everything in the picture. Well, I felt it was time to lay it out plain and clear, and I responded, Given not a single person here knew the stated goals, operating budget, or many other factors, no, you didn't. Now, let me be clear in these stories. I'm no more important than anyone else. Just a guy who had an opinion and was engaging with others. I didn't use any profanity, nor can I really say I hit them hard with some zingers. All I did was engage, observe the conversation, and said what I felt needed said. You want to leave the group? Rage quit as it's called? Fine. Bye. Everyone is replaceable. You want to harangue people about an event you did not attend, you don't know anything about, and then on top of it pretend you're speaking from professional experience? Fine. I'll be direct and clear about what you failed miserably to consider. But I do very much limit hitting back and I try to never start there. 
We'll dive into this more as we get into different episodes. But for now, just know my goal in communicating with people is to always be productive. I want to focus on the topics, the delivery of the message, and then also keep this show a touch of fresh air. And don't think this will be a show on parental advice. Come on, I'm 10 months in and I'm making it up as I go. (laughs) That's not to say that I won't have opinions from time to time on any given topic, but surely do not tune in for it. In fact, I'll tell you what. Yeah, I'm going to give you all the parenting advice I have to give right now. And it seems to be serving me well. So here it goes. One, don't drop the baby. Two, don't shake the baby. Three, feed the baby. And four, be sure to change diapers frequently. Those four things seem a great start for parents, and they have been for me. Let's go ahead and wrap this up. I'll be working very hard not to sound like a stuffy, old, cantankerous man that I actually am. But feedback is always welcome and encouraged. That's all I have for this episode. It's a short one, but I hope you'll be looking forward to the next one. And I'm out. Is the mic on? Cut it. What if I say something inappropriate? So what? They don't need to hear that.